I'll start over and say what I said. It's, what? what? <laughs> well, that's a great way to start off the new Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, it took me two days to, to watch this because I've been working so damn much so by the time I get to watch it. Mention not only of you know? sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. <laughs> Dark territory. Ordering in Wonderland, 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 Hello, citizens. Welcome to LA Deadly Twilight Zone Review, episode, what is it, 129? I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lynx. Wouldn't it be like, uh, like 2001 and one or, or, or 2019.1? That's very confusing, but no. <laughs> that, it'd be bizarre. Do I have I done that for nineteen sixty two point five? Well, this is like, what is this fifth generation? Because there's been four. This be, this be fourth generation. Reboots. So this is the fourth reboot, right? This is the third reboot. So the fourth generation. No, no, eighties. Yeah, you're right. This is the fourth reboot. Third reboot. Fourth reboot. Third reboot of the original. 80s? Yep. 2001. Yep. And then 2011. There's not a 2011. Yes, there was. Who, who did that one? Forrest Whitaker did one. That's 2001. I know. And <laughs> 80s. It's just, <laughs> so there's four versions of the Twilight Zone, this being the third reboot. And then... <laughs> no, no, no. The the movie counts as reboot. I'm I'm drowning. Oh whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm grasping. Even though it's a movie, not a reboot of a TV series. I'm grasping straws. Yeah, all right. You, right. you have you have you have your straws. Have fun with those. <laughs> so it's the uh, 2019 version, episode 101, the comedian, the very first new episode of the Twilight Zone that we've encountered. It's a little bit weird. Yep, yes it is, and uh, I got it, um, you know, let's hear Peel do his, uh, do you want to hear Peel do? Yeah. You know, you, you know what, I was proud of Peel, dude, I didn't know what he was going to do, I love that he's, he's part of the scene when he does it, always love when Rob's part of the scene, I know I'm, I'm mimicking exactly what Tom Elliott says, but the man's dead on, when... When Rod was part of the scene and not just, uh, you know, yeah, it was it just made it better. He he was part of the scene. I respected that. Uh, obviously, Peel's going to be our kind of curator into the Twilight Zone kind of kind of guide. You know, kind of how Rod was. And uh, yeah, so let me get to that. Uh, I didn't record it because uh, I work a lot. So, however, but I got the um, episode queued up here. Okay. And um, just, uh, it was in his house, wasn't it? Like Is it? Yeah, he, they're in their apartment. And then yeah. uh, he goes to the other room and it like cuts to, it, camera pans over to the other room and, and Jordan Peele's just hanging out in the other room. It's like, hey, I want to swallow his own. Do you want to, um, do you want to kind of bring people up to speed about what happens in the beginning before Peele's, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's a it, not a whole lot happens before that, but it's all the setup. Uh, he doesn't come in until like six or seven minutes into the episode. I want to say maybe even longer. But, yeah, because this guy bombs hard. Yeah, and watching someone bomb in a TV show is somehow worse than real life. Because I've watched a thousand people bomb in real life, but it's never as painful as it is as a TV show. Well, I I, I wanted to ask you. I mean, you're a comedian. This is the king of bombing. Like this is Hiroshima. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's I get the joke at all. I didn't know what he was trying to. I uh, it was political, so obviously it sucked. Um, it's yeah, he's a comedian at the beginning. He's telling this. He keeps telling this long joke at the beginning about the the Second Amendment. And as he as the episode goes on, he keeps whittling away at it and like doing less and less of it because he realizes it's not working. So. But it's like all about the Second Amendment and how many words in there are about the well-regulated army or militia. 
And then he get he bombs. He gets off stage, and he he starts to talk to this girl named Dina or Dee 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 Dee, and yes. she's a comedian. And he meets uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Tracy Morgan, who's like this. Uh, he reminded me of like uh, some of the older episodes. Like was the, it Tracy Morgan? Yeah, it's Tracy Morgan. I knew I knew I recognize him. And uh, how can you? Who do you mistake Tracy oh. Morgan for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make y'all pregnant. <laughs> yeah. But he's like sitting there vaping at the bar. And then he basically is like the, he gives him like superpowers, like a cursed superpower, essentially. And you don't really know. You don't never really find out what he is, what he's there for. It's spoiler alert for this episode. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it first. Obviously, it's a review show. Okay, yeah, let's throw that after. This is yeah. We're gonna spoil the shit out of this. I'm gonna so do that. Yeah, I figured we'd set that up on the first episode of the new series, just in case anyone's just t- just getting involved here. By the way, I found out Phoenix YouTube. Uh, go to um, CBS All Access <clears throat> YouTube channel. This episode is free on YouTube right now. Oh, nice. Everyone. It's the, it's the only one, and then the trailers, yeah. uh, and then yeah, and then go ahead. You were saying week week for it all. Oh, that's all right. They they're only doing ten episodes this season. I don't know if they can do more later, but the uh, yeah, he, Tracy Morgan's kind of like this weird, I don't know, like a genie almost. They don't really go into details of what he is, what he's there for. He seems to well, be like a guy picking off comedians one at a time. Well, he apparently was a famous is is a famous comedian that all comedians know and look yeah. up to, and then he just disappeared. And funny enough, that's exactly what the real Tracy Morgan did. Tracy Morgan was blowing up, and then he had a little, little bit of a scandal. I forget exactly what the scandal was. It, it wasn't kid touching or anything. Um, do you remember what it was? The only thing I remember him disappearing for was he got hit by that fucking semi-truck that's what happened yeah he was all fucked up in the hospital that's what it was yeah. and he couldn't get anybody pregnant <laughs> that's a pretty good impression <laughs> but uh, he, he reminded he, me of the the you know, I think so many times what is the guy's name the oh god um why can't i think of his name fats from the pool episode patrice o'neill no from twilight zone the pool player, oh, 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 like it's oh, someone oh, down oh. from heaven to go play pool at like a local pool shop, and then the guy overthrows him, and he's stuck there. Jack Klugman is stuck there, yeah, and it kind of reminded me of that role. And yeah, yeah, it was, uh, uh, fat. It was, um, yeah, he was fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it reminded me of that kind of thing. So there's a lot in this episode. It's very Twilight Zone-ish, and I give him all the credit in the world for that. And and the tone is very different, but it kept the same idea of the twilight zone the tone is very different though because we hear a lot of fucks and what the girl says suck my vagina at one point and no, she sucked said, my pussy and then i would i i would be giving up the pussy if i wasn't a uh you know into licking it or something like if that. i was in the men I'd, I'd, I'd find it i just elbow kind of guy but i'd throw you some pussy every once in a while she says shit like that and this is a twilight zone it's very jarring <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I, I have some thoughts about that. But you know, I am at the uh, the you know the new Jordan Peele slash you know, and I just want to I just want to say in the credits, props to Peele for being for for putting up created by Rod Serling. Yeah. I like that. Well, they had to. I, well, I don't know if if they had to or if the other ones had to or, or did or nothing, but. Uh, it was just nice to see that. That's yeah, all. it is. And the, the new intro, because this is all, I, uh, this isn't before that. Let's, let's finish up before uh, Jordan Peele's intro. I almost said Rod Serling. That was very hard to say something different. Um, he, Roderick he, Serling? Yeah. He goes up on stage, or he gets off stage, talks to, uh, Rod Serling. <laughs> talks to Tracy Morgan, and then he's like, you got to reveal something personal up there, otherwise they're not going to give a shit. He goes out on stage. He starts talking about his dog, whose name is Cat. And then he talks about that. Everyone starts laughing. And I like the premise of the episode is he doesn't actually say anything funny. It's like this, it's like this curse where no matter what he says, as long as it's real, they laugh. And it's a good way to get around having the right like actual jokes in your show for comedians on stage. Oh, I didn't catch on to that. Is that why nothing was funny? And yeah, I was like, it wasn't supposed to be. 
Okay, I got you. I the whole thing you. is he's just saying what's happening in his life, what is existing. Because I, at the end, toward the end, he just starts saying like people's names and going, "That guy sucks. He's a dick," and that's all he's saying. And people are laughing hysterically. So it doesn't really matter what he's saying up there. There was a problem at the. Uh, I don't want to get. Yeah, we're doing exactly. Um, however, um, okay, so he comes home. He's yep. looking for cat, the dog. And he's nowhere where to be found. Yeah, his girlfriend's he, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, dude, w- am, am I alone here thinking, you know, this guy's alone? He made all that up at first? I I will say I predicted this episode from the very beginning. See, I sort of predicted this episode from the very beginning. I was, oh, I was sort of right, and I was sort of wrong. Um... But I was a lot closer than than episode two. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah, the episode, both episodes so far, I guessed what would happen. I didn't guess the all the ending of episode two, <laughs> I but say, you're a fucking liar. No, you guessed in the all of one. the the very ending, I didn't guess. That was cool, but we'll get to that one. But um, well, yeah, I mean, like the very ending of this, I didn't guess either. But I guess the exact, I guess the sort of, I guess mid premise, or I guess the. What do they call? Um, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, he's at home. His what? His girlfriend's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it cuts over to Jordan, who's standing in the other room, just watching his girlfriend sleep all day, I guess. Which is where I'm at, right? Yeah, I know. Just, just chill. <laughs> he was like, dude, she's tired because I was <laughs> up in that. Dude, I mean, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> she needs a break. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm packing heat over here. Give her this Brooklyn Nine-Nine inches. <laughs> That's a reference to the fact he's married to the girl from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, by the way. Nice. I like it. Yeah? You I, like I, that? I, had to, I, I figured you didn't know who that was, so. But, but yeah, I mean, like, he, he's only got the he's only got the suit and the tie top. <laughs> so his balls hanging down. <laughs> That's why he's sitting down, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want to play his, uh, his intro there? Yep, I've got it right now. Okay. All right. Sorry, um, I didn't record, so record this. So um, probably give me a little preamble to it. Well, I'm I'm like kind of right there. So here we go. Samir Wassan is an artist of great principle, a man who refuses to compromise his beliefs for a cheap joke. But tonight, he felt the rush of the limelight for the first time. Now, he'll have to decide. What really matters to him when the laughter stops? And how much he's willing to give to the Twilight Zone. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. And it lies between the pit of one's fears and the summit of one's knowledge. You are now traveling through a dimension of imagination. You just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Welcome to L.A. De- oh, wait, sorry. We're, we're out of order. Um, <laughs> so I like the intro. I really do. It's cool looking. It's I like Jordan Peele's voice. He says it differently than Rod because he goes, it, it, he says into the Twilight Zone. And he doesn't say into the Twilight Zone. You know what I mean? He doesn't do that pause after into. Well, he... he- you can tell he he didn't change his voice or throw his voice to try to sound like Rod. He looked like Rod. Uh, I don't know what the book was about. Rod never had a book, but I guess the book he was is about the equivalent of a cigarette because it's 2019. Um, so, you know, I thought that's why they're having Tracy Morgan vape instead of smoking okay. a cigarette. There's a lot of elements in this uh, episode where I was like, you know, if this was in 1960, there'd be a lot of changes here. But, I mean, they kind of hit all the marks. They they had women, men, multiracial, white, black, brown. Yeah, I mean, it was all, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they covered all of, all of the special, you know how I mean? Like, if if you make something... Yeah, it's got the diversity of a, a was a community college pamphlet. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, like they hit all the marks here. Yeah, 
Uh, really, I don't really know how much into detail we need to go in the episode. It's it's an hour long. It, it was a little bit long. Like, it felt long. It dragged. It did drag. It had an extra 15 minutes in there I could have cut. But I, I enjoyed it thoroughly all the way. I love the way it's made. The music in it is fucking dynamite. I, I the camera it really well. yeah it, it doesn't look cheap the the biggest problem with the Forrest Whitaker version is is it looks so fucking cheap it was like unsolved mysteries with yeah. with, with 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 like Robert Stack but you, you but but Twilight Zone yeah and when they would do like a violent scene like some guy would hit his wife with a hammer in one of those episodes it would do that like dramatization like a Robert Stack, like like Unsolved Mysteries, where it would like freeze frame almost and do that slow motion thing where it wouldn't show the impact. And it was like, God, it's so cheap looking. And then like catch up with it splatter against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but this was this looked like an independent movie. It looked it's the way they should do it. It's we had our predictions a long time ago, if you remember, and I was saying if as long as it doesn't look cheap, I'll love it. And that's all I asked like, for. Like there was marks on my list of things that had to hit for me to say, okay. And black mirror hit them all. Sorry. Black mirror might as well be Twilight zone reboot, but they just didn't. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I remember, you know, saying about black mirror that, you know, uh, the best thing black mirror did was not, uh, put a twilight zone label on themselves. You know? Yeah. They very well could have and got away with it and would have been brilliant. But um, everybody's saying how much twi- how how Twilight Zone-ish it is, but not having the Twilight Zone logo, I think did Black Mirror a huge service, and it really helped Black Mirror out a lot. And hey, you haven't seen Black Mirror episodes, yet, have you? I saw the first season or two. It, what would you think? It's it's not. My cup of tea, I guess. I don't know. I just if all they're doing, all they do is wallow in that show, and I'm not a big fan of the wallowing. When you wall, oh, okay. Well, the first episode is wallowing, definitely. The first episode is fucking terrible. Huh? The first episode is fucking terrible of, of Black Mirror. You know, we should do a Black Mirror, like, um, dude. Honestly, like, uh, uh, seasons three and four get much, much, much better than than one and two. Trust me, especially four. Wow, four is probably the best. I don't not like the show. I just find it like, and everything sucks. I'm like, okay, thank you, episode. I feel like shit. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's base. Let's not go down the Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, this is the Twilight. We're, 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 we're going down a Black Mirror rabbit hole. But we should we, we should do a Black Mirror episode uh, or uh, going over because you know, I would love to watch like three and four with you and, and see what you think because there's this one episode. And, 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 you, and I know you like the psychological ones because ep, uh, season three and four really go deep into the psychological ones. Okay. Really deep. I plan on keep watching. I just haven't. Um... Yeah, let's get back to Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I was saying. But okay, so, um, but go ahead. He, he makes his uh, his nephew shows up at the club with him, and then he starts talking about his nephew on stage, and he's playing on his phone, and his nephew's gone. And then he interrupts his his girlfriend at home talking to her mentor, and then he's talking about the nephew, and she snaps on him so quickly, like even my my sister can't have babies. For some reason, wouldn't she just have another kid? I don't, I don't know why it made her barren. How about adopt, bitch? You know how yeah. many I get that the fact that the kid doesn't there? exist, but whatever. I don't know. If you really look, if you really, really, really want a kid and you can't because, you know, things, you know, which is fine. You weren't supposed to breed. And at natural selection, you know, we do need to evolve, so don't, you know. But adopt. Adopt. You know what I'm saying? There's, steal, there's plenty of steal a kid. Raising Arizona huh? child. Just go, yeah. just go take one. They're fine. Yep. Raise raise a, a you know a, a therapy case. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there's he also that, makes a comic disappear. Wrong. I'm sorry for saying that. What? So Nothing. Go on. No, you're right. You're fine. I agree with everything you said. He makes I a mean, it, oh god. It's all in good fun. <laughs> no, he's serious. It's fine. So anything would be a joke. Yeah, and you're not you're not meant to breed. It's fine. 
Not you. Mitzi. Just saying, not in general. You, you as well. No, but we're trying. We're trying. Keep going. It's fun practicing. Sort of. <laughs> anyway, he makes a one of the comics disappear. I guess he killed some people at a bus stop across the street, and then he goes outside, and the bus stops back. And we basically become to realize that, or come to realize that it is. Ju- it's. I don't know if you've seen Death Note. I imagine you haven't. This episode is basically Death Note, just with jokes. Or Death Note is he gets this journal, like a demonic journal, and he writes names in it, and then they die, and he can write how they die in it, and then he he's like becomes like a like an eve. He starts off like a superhero, like this guy. Like saving, like getting rid of scumbags, and then he's all of a sudden he's doing it to save his own ass. It's the exact same premise. What, what, what is he, Suitcase Man? <laughs> what? Here, here comes Suitcase Man. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I, I changed the uh, password to Suitcase. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what does a suitcase have to do with it? Uh, I, it's his weapon of choice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Where did the suitcase come in? I don't know. He has a journal. Yeah, journal suitcase. They're they're close. They both open up. They you can put one inside the other, I guess. <laughs> or you, yeah, or you can turn the suitcase into a binder. Okay. <laughs> you know. that'd be a weird, really weird binder. Yeah, just full of suitcases or. No, it's, it's How many times are you going to drown in this episode? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know where, how we got there. I'm so confused. <laughs> anyway, so he, oh, God. Yeah, he just keeps going and going and going. And, and really, this is most of the episode is he keeps, like, arguing with his girlfriend. And they have a scene there where they're really in love. And then he goes up on stage. And then is this when, I'm trying to remember. Oh, no, this is before that. He goes up on stage. He gets heckled. And then he starts like going off these hecklers, these Wall Street dudes, and then they yeah. vanish there. You being a comedian, was that one of your favorite scenes? Uh, make fun of the hecklers? Well, make fun of the hecklers to the point where you know they're going to just disappear after the show and not cease to exist. I can imagine that being very powerful, especially like super drunk, obnoxious people who don't shut the fuck up. Which they were, and most of them don't think they're being that think they're interrupting. They think they're being part of the show. Is if you want them to just interrupt your shit halfway through, like oh thank you for helping me. Now I'm off track and I'm angry. Yep, our bachelor party did the same thing when we went to go see a comedian uh, at the end of our bachelor party. You want to hear who the comedian was? Oh God! It was uh, it was um, darn oh my. Who is that guy? Uh, J.J. Walker? Him, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the fuck? We saw, J- we, we saw J.J. Walker stand up. Jimmy J.J. Walker? Yeah. He said dynamite once. He had to. Contractually. <laughs> it's the only thing people wanted to hear. The rest of it was total garbage. Did he sit up on stage for 45 minutes of silence? And he's like, looks at his watch. He's like, oh, dynamite. And he left. I cannot remember for the 45 minutes at all, except for the dynamite and everybody nuts. Yeah, I, the only time I've ever, I've never heckled, but I, I did see Camille Nanjiani live, the, the star of this episode. He's one of my favorite comedians. Uh, okay, so so the star of the, this episode is a real comedian? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he did a movie a little while ago where he, I think he got nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if he did for acting, but he did for writing. And they, I think they won one as well. But for uh, The Big Sick, like a true story about his life. Gotta be for writing. But um, he, he didn't do too bad. I like him. I like him just fine. But he, he yeah. was on that. Remember I told you about that uh, stand-up show I went to with the cast of Silicon Valley. And T.J. Miller was there and super fucking obnoxious. And like, uh, like crazy drunk out of his mind and throwing around pinatas and stuff. Oh yeah, I remember that because. <laughs> and I told you that his friends came out on stage and like tried to pull him off, and this is one of them. Camille was one of them, so Camille and Najani was there that night as well. So, <laughs> oh god, that was that was something. That was some heckling bag because he was just going on and on and on. Like not not Camille, but T.J. Miller. 
Hey, I mean, thank, thank, thank God for them, you know, tracking, or, uh, never mind, never mind. I, uh, I. <laughs> Did you take another gummy? No, no, no. Okay. I got I, I got the second episode mixed up with the first episode. I'm sorry. I did that earlier. I know. I'm sorry. It's hard that we watch both. This is rare for us. That's where the suitcase came from. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I really tried okay. to I, I, re- I really tried to, you know. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you bailed myself. immediately. You went, never mind. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's finish up. Because there's not a whole lot left. Uh, Didi and Samir are up for the last two on some weird fucking show. And then this is when she kisses him and is like, I, I, I throw you some pussy every once in a while. And then, because he just got, bro- he got broke up in the, in the previous scene because he made her, her, his girlfriend's mentor disappear. And now she's working as a waitress because she's not a lawyer anymore. Yeah. And so their relationship's not saved. They're, they're not getting along. She breaks up with him. I thought that scene went on way too long. Him at the diner trying to get her back and like come trying to talk to her. And I was like, oh, it's ending. No, he pulls her back like three more times after that. I was like, okay, this could be cut. A lot of it. And then, and then I thought it was over and done with with her. And then, yeah, she, she shows up. Yeah, where did she find that notebook again? She just found it at the apartment, but she doesn't show up until after Tracy Morgan shows back up again, and is like, "I told you exactly what would happen." <laughs> Wasn't he at the apartment or no? No, no he was. He's, he's in the the green room. Oh yeah, okay. And then. This is when he goes up on stage, and then they, he makes Dee Dee disappear. Um, and then, which I obviously he's going to do that. He he didn't make Dee Dee disappear. Yeah, he did. His girlfriend. His girlfriend's the no. Dee Dee's the comedian. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, he he made her disappear, but then he I thought he was going to make his his girlfriend disappear, but he started heckling himself. Yeah, that's, that's this is what I predicted. This is what I was like. I, that didn't catch me off guard at all. Only because I was thinking of a butterfly effect. And this is where I have a problem. Because he actually made fun of his own parents. Before all, you know, his girlfriend showed up. And that's when he should have disappeared. I, I heard that as well. I was trying to figure out what he said, but I couldn't quite. He's, I think he said, because I, I caught that as well, but I thought he said my parents something something. I think he said my parents, like, gardener, you know what I mean? Something like that. I think he threw an extra word at the end of it. It just kind of got cut off. But I did hear additional words after my parents. Okay, okay. I, I had the exact same reaction you did. I was like, wait, 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 what? Shouldn't he just boop? <laughs> but no, it was something else. But I had to go back and rewatch it to make sure, but. Yeah, and then his girlfriend shows up. She found his journal. Oh, he starts like screaming out names like from childhood, like and fucking Sarah Palmer, who's the murder victim in Twin Peaks, but that fucking bitch. And then he starts going on name after name after name after name. And then I don't know how that would work. Did he just disappear now? Because when he calls himself out, he, he vanishes at the end of it. And does that put everything right? Because he never existed, right? I mean, I... If he never existed, then nothing. Yeah, like it's just he just. I guess he's just gone. Yeah, but it's not like a time travel thing, though. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's not like it set back from then. It does in one instance where her, her his girlfriend was never a lawyer because of the, the boss is gone. Her her mentor's gone, but so that resets. But not the fact that his girlfriend's at the club, which she wouldn't have been if she wasn't dating a comedian. Which they. Which when he went home, I was I was expecting like a Marty McFly. Me too. Getting <laughs> chased by a baseball bat. Yep. yep. Yeah. I, I had the exact same thing. Yep. No, it's just a house and it's kind of like a bachelored out and that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, at least it went that far. Yeah. And so that was two paradoxes that I was like, eh, 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 eh. nope, nope. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I don't hold that against him. It's okay. Him. I'm not going to hold his feet to the fire for this. For 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 that. I mean, you know, Matheson was, <laughs> and Beaumont and Rod, for that matter, were were not exactly you know, <laughs> pitch perfect with everything. They, they no. <laughs> Especially if you're dealing. It's the twilight, and you can always say he had that apartment before. You can 
You could say a lot. We don't know. So not really his, a plot hole. I mean, his parents own it. They're rich and he stays there. Yeah. Uh, they, there you go. You exactly. Know, back the apartment. Good. Yeah, move on. Plot holes when they're serious are when they impact the actual plot. And this one didn't. So whatever. It's, I had the same thought though, but I was like, yeah, he probably just has it anyway. Um, he gets off. He vanishes from the stage. And everyone applauds. His girlfriend and her nephew are back now, or the nephew's back now. They go into the other room. They meet Dee Dee, and then Dee Dee sits down and meets meets uh, J.C. Wheeler, uh, Tracy Morgan's character. And this is when you realize he's like picking them off one at a time, like one at a time. Like, like what I want to know is at the end. Um, ne- um, what was it? I, I had a thought. It was like uh, they were showing something about. <sighs> Never mind. Moving on. I had a thought, and then it vanished, just like a smear. Like a like yeah like like a like a like a, like a ghost in the wind like a ghost in the wind. Is that a phrase people use? A ghost in the it, wind. Just like, like yeah, because like you see it and then there it's gone. Ghost in the wind. And the wind took it away. The ghostly winds. Yep. And then we cut over to Jordan Peele, who does his little ending. And then we see behind him, you can play it after this, uh, Samir is in the painting of the audience. And I like that. Because he mentions Torrance a couple times before that. And I was thinking of The Shining when that happened. I was like, ah, there we go. That's clever. Oh, uh, I I didn't notice that. Is he really? Oh, yeah, because the painting, it was there in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. That that painting you're talking about? Yeah, he's on the wall, like behind Jordan Peele. The audio, the fake audience drawing, or obviously it's fake, it's a drawing, but the painting of the audience, people staring. It is the fat guy with the dreads and her in there as well? I don't think so. I think it was just him. Oh, that now that would that would have been awesome if they were all in there. What fat guy with the dreads? Oh, fat guy with the dreads. Who? Oh, uh, the the first act that went up the first time. Oh, well, he's back, so he's going to be in the painting. Okay, gotcha. All right. You queuing you it up there live, real time? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. So I guess I'll fill some time here while you're doing that and uh, do a countdown. Yep. Four, three. No. Sorry. Um, <laughs> The I like it. I don't know. I like this episode. I feel like this is more up our alley because they swear a bunch and it feels more realistic and and obviously it's more modern. I can't obviously, but it, uh, this is kind of more up my alley for Twilight Zone. It it's got the it's well made. It's not cheesy like the older ones. It's not it, it swears a bunch. So it, yeah, it's like how we do our show. It's not it's not holding back anything. It's not to pretend to be classy. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Suck my vagina. <laughs> Suck my cooter. Oh, God. I can't imagine she said cooter. Uh, uh, yeah, I make you so wet, yet you know, you'll have pools in your shoes. She says that okay. to him? No, that's what girls say to me. They, they, they're going to get your shoes wet? Well, no, that's what I say to them. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> They're getting you okay. wet. You have problems, man. Now, and I thought it was cool that uh, after he disappears, um, the uh, Lick My Cuda girl comes back and she starts talking to Tracy Morgan. And then it goes right into her appeal. So I'm going to include that part if you, you know, uh, you think. Uh, we just talked one. about it. I don't know if you need to play it, but. Here we go. Goes right there. You want to say hi? Nah, I'm fine. You sure? Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, never. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here she is. You're hilarious. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Two second conversation. I would like you to look for Cuda. Something to take the pain away? Coming right up these. Holy shit. J.C. Wheeler. I'm going to make you pregnant. <laughs> Making everybody pregnant. Seriously, I love this music. 
Wow. If if you had any notes. Samir Wassan learned the hard way that sometimes getting everything you want means losing everything you love. And after finally finding himself on the verge of becoming somebody, he chose instead to once again be a nobody. In the end, Samir's final encore is a show you can only buy a ticket to in the Twilight Zone. Love that music. I love it, Frank. Did you, did you like the fade out? I did. I saw you doing that. That was good. <laughs> I was doing, as you were doing the. <laughs> that was good timing. All right. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the episode. I, so I guess we'll do our final thoughts. Do you, um, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I don't care. Uh, I'll go first because I have a feeling you're going to have a little bit of a deeper kind of uh, thought process to this one because since, I mean, you are a comedian. This is called a comedian. It's about comedians, obviously. Um, so how I perceived it and how you looked at it, it's going to be two different you know, eyes, and I think you're going to look at it a little bit deeper and understand a little bit more than I did. But uh, this is how I took it. Um, first off, bravo to Peel. I just want to say uh, straight up, I think he did a great job. Uh, um, now, the bar was set high. Because obviously Rod Sterling did that. Not Peel's fault, but the bar is set high, so obviously we are expecting, you know, the bar high because he said there. I think Peel, he's he's right at the bar, you know. He's he's long. He what do they call those assholes with the long stick in the Olympics? Pole vaulters. Yeah, he's a pole vaulter. And you know he's 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 a, he's pole vaulting, and his feet went over the pole, and right now we're about to see if the rest of him clears the pole without hitting the pole and knocking it down. But at least he got up there, because the two other reboots before this, you know, the pole, you know, uh, got stuck and then impaled. <laughs> I was gonna say they smashed their fucking faces on the bar. Exactly. They impaled. They never got anywhere. And the pole went right through their fucking head. (laughs) Even though the 80s had a few good ones. I'm not going to kill the 80s totally. I mean, they did have what's-his-face in it. Um, You know, that that, that, that adorable little man. Oh, uh, Burgess? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Meredith. Yeah. So anyway... um, uh, you know, I did like it. Uh, I thought the acting was great because, God, did he, he, he give me the cringe. Oh, God. Who did? It's like, Camille. you know, the uh, comedian. Okay. And now it makes sense that they were laughing at such bad jokes. Yeah. Or they, were, they really weren't even jokes. I'm like, why are they not laughing? I think Phoenix will be able to tell me. And after you told me, now it makes more sense to me. It right? took me a long time to realize. I'm like, oh, it's it's part of the the mystery of. It took me a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though, like, what what club? This club has to be like the cellar, or or the comedy store, and it's got to be that level to where. If you have like a really great set and you're bringing in the numbers for people to start laughing, you're eventually going to become very popular, you know. And you know, I just don't know what town he's in, but he's got. But like, let's just say he's part of one of those you know clubs. Why I I didn't understand why he even had a spot in the first place, or well, unless they were open mic nights. I'm not sure. Uh, they were open mic nights, you think? Oh, um, the, this wasn't open mic. This was Uh-oh. like they have a set. I just don't. Again, I don't. I don't know why he's there. They should have had a lot more comedians because this would have been like a uh, put your name in a hat type of thing. Right. But I, I yeah, th- that part. I'll get into my part. Yeah, and uh, okay, so uh, I didn't understand that, but you know, like this this place that they're 
performer that has to be on the level of like, you know, those two places that, you know, like the sellers, the East coast to where if you start bringing in crowds, you're going to get Nate, you're going to, people are going to know who you are real quick. Same thing with the comedy store over in the West coast, you know, where Joe Rogan hangs out and all, and all, and all that crew. Um, so my point being is, um, so it has to be part, so okay, fine. Um, I do like how whoever he named, you know, and when he was being real, you know, and throwing himself out there, whoever he was throwing out there, they were disappearing, and it was and start like you said, a butterfly effect, effect start happening. I thought that was pretty cool, but once you start doing that, you get into the let's let's dissect the butterfly effect of of all the things that don't make any sense now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know I picked out when we, once he started talking about his parents uh, before the end of the set, he should have just disappeared because if his parents disappeared, he never could exist. You know, the, that's called the grandfather paradox. Um, so that came to mind, but suspended belief is the twilight zone. Um, and overall, I mean, I liked it, man. Uh, it did have a twilight zone feel to it through and through. You can't take that away from it. Uh, at the end of it, I didn't see the ending coming per se, even though when he was talking to different characters, I did say, okay, they're not going to exist soon. You, You know what I mean? I did say that I was right on that much. But I was wrong on the, you know, the final act, let's just say. I was totally wrong on that one. And um, overall, man, um, I liked it. I mean, I like how Peel was part of the set. It's always a big thing to me. Uh, you know, I like how Peel has, has you know, embraced the, the you know, I'm, I'm going to be the Rod Serling of the show. I, you know, I like it. He's the writer. He, he needs to be there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, bravo, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for season, episode two, which I've seen, and I, lo- I loved it. Um, I really did. I, I loved how they took, uh, what were the 30, I, I think they said, I, I think they were 30,000 feet, or Nightmare of 30,000 feet. And what was the real, what was episode in season five called? 20. I thought it was 20. I thought it was 20. This one was 30. Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So they, they added 10,000. Okay. Yeah, because the, the first plane was a biplane, and this one's uh, obviously a jet. All right. Um, so, okay. So they were true, they were true to that. Um, now I'm jumping the episodes. Okay. What do I think about episode one? <laughs> uh, if I had to give it a... Uh, a Wikipedia to 10, I'd give it an 8.1. Well, okay, and, and there you go. Okay. Ditto. <laughs> um, <laughs> I give it an 8, because you can't give it an 8.1. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know what to think. I knew it was going to be good, only because I trust Jordan Peele. Uh, I still haven't seen Us. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But the... I did predict the ending uh, that he would call out his own name, and I, it didn't bother me. It didn't affect how I enjoyed the story because I knew it was coming, and I, I, I liked that. It had heart to it. Like when he looks at his girlfriend, you can tell, like, he's not going to get rid of her. I liked that they didn't just make it sad for the point of being sad. They didn't go evil for the point of being evil. Because he starts off like a guy with a heart. He clearly loves his girlfriend, so it stuck true to his character. So I liked all that. I like that. I love how how it was shot. I love the the music that just made it for me. Great um, score. The the piano throughout it was just beautiful. Uh, I don't know if I ever said that before about a score in a TV show. I I I I know I have personally, but yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting. I, I, I it's a good first episode. Uh, I did say it was a bit long. I would have cut out some of the stuff in the middle, but. Overall, I love Camille in this episode. I don't understand why they're at this club every single night. And if he's terrible, why he's going up every night. But again, suspension of disbelief, whatever. doesn't bother me. I'm not thinking about it while it's happening, really. And I don't know. It it felt a little too much like Death Note to me, only because I've seen that. 
uh, it was the same exact premise, but it worked. It just I like you said, I'm excited to watch more. I, I liked episode two a lot. I didn't I really was reluctant about episode two and that one I actually really enjoyed. Um I mean, I think I said to you last night, I said, wow, they're really going hardcore balls to the wall making their second episode this. Yeah. Yeah. It paid off. I mean, can't. Now, now let, me, let me ask you a question. Um, you always want to put your best foot forward on the pilot, right? Would Would you have flipped episode one and two? No. Think about that. Only because... It feels too much like fan service when you do a classic episode as your first one. So I think they made the right call. They have to tell their own unique story to start off the series. Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, you're trying to bring fans in to a a TV show that everybody knows. It's not like it's got a select few. It's not like it's got a cult flock. Well, it, it does have a cult following. But... Well, that's my point. Yeah, but it's not like... Everybody doesn't know what the Twilight Zone is. So if you swap them, you'll get that audience that doesn't know much about. I mean, they know there's something on the wing thing, but they don't know. Obviously, you know, the second one was just a combination of a few others. But my point being is if they would have flip-flopped it, it would have felt more like... The original season, because season one, you know, the first one was great, and then the second one was the Kid Toucher guy. So it, it would have matched <laughs> the original where they came out strong, swinging in the first one. The second one was like, yeah, touching kids, I think. You know, <laughs> and they got better, obviously. But that's just me. I, yeah, I don't agree. Because I, I think if you're going to please the fans of the original series, you... you Set your own tone, and I feel like they killed it with this episode. They killed that, and they they squashed my any worry I had. It's gone now, um, and they set their own tone for their new show for their what they're good they're doing. They didn't do the fan service of doing like if they did, I, th- I just personally think if they did Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet first, it would just be a little too much fan service. And sure. and a casual observer of the show that's going to tune in, I don't think Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet is going to make them go, "Wow, I recognize!" Like because if they're casual fans, they're casual fans. Like get them with your own material, not the rehash stuff. Right. Because otherwise, they're going to fall off after that anyway. So I, I don't know. I, I I like the way they did it. It was interesting. Uh, I do think it's it's a hard. He was in a hard position. Uh, Jordan was where it was. To I would say failed. I honestly do think the '80s and the 2001 version are failed. They they're not good. They so he he had a both a high bar and a low bar at the same time. So he didn't have to do much to surpass the older versions except the original. And honestly, I I lo- I love this one. I love this episode. I love the episode two. I I'm on board. I'm f- fully on board. I I thought I was going to be. I wasn't worried that much. Like I said, I had a little bit. We're only because I love the original so much, but I, I I'm on board with this one. This one is right up there. Definitely, like, like I was, like yeah, like again, you know. Okay, um, I was just gonna say like whatever what I said already. Uh, so uh, IMDb great or number? I already did eight. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. You started off with the eight, my, my, but then you said a whole lot more. After it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I love Camille in this. I, I loved. I don't know. It's it's it was so well made that it just it just worked all the way through for me. And I feel, I see a lot of people like, oh, it's not working. The show's not working. I saw that a bunch of posts, and I'm like, I don't think anybody's feeling that really. Like I saw some articles on Facebook, and I'm like, who who. How are you? It's, how are you watching this and going? It's terrible. Like, no, it's not. It's Facebook. It's, they can, they can suck it. It's these fucking like clickbait articles saying it's shitty, but it's I don't know. It's time's gonna tell on this one. It has a six point five on IMDb, which is a little concerning. Yep. If you're if you're comparing this strictly to the '60s episodes, which we're, we're at the sixty-year mark, right? We're at the sixty-year anniversary. That's sad. Uh, was, why are they? Why are they comparing it? That's don't do that. 
Well, they just made room in where they when where they keep the. Uh, no, never mind, never mind. Uh, another thought that I thought I had, but I lost it. So. Man, are you falling asleep? No. Okay. No. All right. I, like, like, like literally, right before we started recording, I just finished episode two, and for some reason, I keep getting episode two. <laughs> it's like swirling in my head, and like I've had a long week. Too. Yeah. Well, luckily after this, it's just gonna be one a week. <laughs> yeah, but let's get out, let's get on this episode two after this. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I have nothing bad to say about it, honestly, other than it was a little bit long. But I can't. Yeah, but you know what? Um, it was better than any of the other hour long ones that we've been doing for season four. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'd rather have it be too long, a little bit too long, than sh- too short and not giving me enough information. Yeah, or have enough time to set the mood and the and the pace of the episode. Like I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nothing else to say. Um, yeah, do you, plugs, I guess. Yeah, uh, reddragonsradio.com dot uh, com at links on Twitter. That Twitter <laughs> at links on Twitter. Double NKZ, and uh, you can also find uh, us on this fine show's Twitter. Uh, where we are collaborating with a bunch of other Twitter uh, TZ podcasters. They're all geeking out over this new uh, TZ thing. So we might have like a round table just talking about the TZ. No, 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 no specific episode, but we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Maybe you'll have, maybe not. I think it'll be cool. Anyway, uh, definitely jump on our Twitter. It's um, Phoenix. LIWCDS.com. That's all I want to do. Um, until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. At, at LIW, the TZ Review. That's, that's his name. I got it in there. <laughs> so long, citizens. <laughs>